This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Today I'm going to talk on miracle stoppers. Today we need miracles as much as the church has ever needed it. Jesus used miracles to get people's attention, to prove he was the Messiah. The apostles used miracles to prove Jesus was the only true way for salvation and eternal life. In today's world of unbelief and false religions, people need miracles again. I just came back from a six-week tour, over 25 states in America, and we saw Miracles. Miracles get people's attention. They prove the reality of God. Demons were screaming out. We need this. We need another great awakening. Again, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and click on Eagles Saving Nations. Please join today. We need another great awakening if we're going to save the Republic. There's tyranny going on in the United States. Today, Miracle Stoppers, that's the name of the message. Mark 6, 1 through 6. Then he went out from there and came to his own country. His disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of Jesus, Judas, Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could do no mighty works there except that he lay hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching on the passages of God. Now, this passage gives a clear insight into what blocks the healing power of Jesus so that only a few people with minor ailments were healed. This kind of reminds me of much of the healing ministry in today's church where we seldom see more than a headache being healed dramatically. So what is the problem? 
I think there's three major culprits. One, offense. Becoming offended is a major weapon that Satan uses to cancel the effectiveness of faith in the life of a believer. People were offended at Jesus. Some of his relatives were offended at, is this not the carpenter's son? Now, these were neighbors. Watched him grow up. His sisters, his brothers. How many times can a person, a minister, go anywhere in the world, have tremendous response, but yet if he goes to his hometown where he grew up, they don't receive him. I mean, I hear this all the time. Oh, I knew him. Yeah, you knew him 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago before he changed a lot. Before he got himself in a situation where God started to use him or her. For now, this person is greatly anointed because of their suffering and submission to the word of God and the spirit of God and circumstances in life. But yet you can go back and hear some people say, well, I knew him when he was five or 12 or 15. I rode a horse then too. <laughs> Becoming offended. Becoming offended is a major weapon of Satan to cancel the effectiveness of faith in the life of a believer. Here the people are offended at the preacher because they thought someone of such humble beginnings could not be used by God so powerfully. Becoming offended at the man or woman of God is all common in the church, and there are many believers who remain sick. They remain sick because they could not receive the speaker. Maybe the speaker is in their church all the time as an assistant pastor, and the senior pastor is gone, and they don't come expecting. And they don't come getting their miracle. We should avoid offenses like we avoid a rattlesnake. Because it's just as poisonous in the spiritual sense. If we are bitten by offense, it begins a slow process of poisoning our whole system until we begin to look for how everyone is going to do us wrong. And we live a life totally dominated by strife, fears, unforgiveness. Oh, he didn't treat me right. What is the cure for offense? All of us, all of us get offended. It's how we handle offense. I get offended all the time. But how do I handle it? I handle it differently than I handled it 50 years ago. 40 years ago. How do we handle offense? I wouldn't be moving in this ministry today if I allowed offense to bother me. I get it under the blood real fast. Because offense will stop the anointing. Offense will stop the Holy Spirit from moving through you. Speaking to you. You won't see miracles if you get offended. Obviously, your prayers won't be answered. What is the cure for offense? It is the love of God. Because love does not take into account a wrong suffered. 
According to 1 Corinthians 13, people often ask me, quote, have I offended you? My answer is no. Because I forgave you before you gave cause for an offense. Learn to forgive and learn to live with a forgiving attitude. That is love in action. E.W. Kenyon said, quote, a step out of love is a step into sin, unquote. A step out of love is a step into sin. Think about that. So what are miracle stoppers? One, offense. Two, without honor. Just like walking in love is a key to having great faith, being an honorable person is just as important. The Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due and to give honor to all men. You know, it didn't matter when I was in the military if I liked the sergeant. I better give him honor. Didn't matter a bit. I'll lose my job. I'll be washed out. I'll be put in the brig if I'm in boot camp. If I'm out of boot camp, you'll be demoted. If you continue, you'll be out of the military. It doesn't matter if you don't like the person. You better give him honor. Unless you don't want a job. You know, you're not there to argue with them. You're there to obey them. The Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due and to give honor to all men. We just watched a person sing who was disabled. Yet, I honored that young man in his disability, his mental disability. I treated him as I would a very important man or a leader. We should honor everyone properly. The first show of honor for a believer should be in our giving, according to Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats with, will overflow with new wine. I remember when I got sick some years ago and had tumors on my lungs and we thought cancer in the kidney. I wrote 15 pages of the promises of God. I inhaled them daily. I evaluated my whole life. Was there any unforgiveness in me? How's my attitude? How's my eating, my drinking? I'm talking about water, etc., compared to just sodas and you know, some coffee itself is good until you put all the sugar and milk in it. And uh, then you just destroyed it to your body. But pure coffee will help dissolve stones. So some of you that like your lattes, uh, you're not doing yourself. Oh, coffee's good. Not the way you drink it. Cause you more harm than good. Cause you disease. Now, this is something that if, if all of a sudden you get offended at pastor, you better ask God to forgive you because I'm absolutely right and you have a problem. Amen? That's a big amen. You know, this is a live crowd in case you're wondering and uh, uh, it's a staff of World Ministries International and, and uh, God is dealing with all of us. 
in every area of our life, whether it's our food, our drink, our, our spiritual attitudes, and uh, praise God. Isn't that good? But I evaluated my life. And uh, uh, God showed me, you know, I, 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 well, once I had to repent for sometimes eating too much junk, too much sugar and other things, and processed foods, and uh, uh, drinking whatever, maybe too many lattes. Now I drink mostly black coffee. Espresso, if you want to know. But um, I also evaluated my giving. Is my tithes in order? Am I giving alms? Am I giving offerings? This is important. You know, will a man rob God? Why aren't my prayers answered? Because you're a thief. Uh-oh, people don't like that word. But I mean, that happens to a lot of Christians. They're, 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 there's, you know, you want something from God. You want a miracle, right? You want God to give you a miracle. Okay, that takes faith. Why, why was in the garden, what was the tree representing? It was just representing, you know, don't, don't touch this. It's mine. And the Bible teaches us don't take everything that God gives you back to yourself. Give your tithes and above. Offerings. So it just tests, are we selfish? If you're selfish, you don't have much faith. If you're too selfish, you have no faith. Not to receive a miracle. Just enough to receive judgment. So I had to evaluate my life very clearly. And after three to six months, and God healed me. The tumors just disappeared off my lungs. No cancer in the kidney. But I did an honest evaluation of everything. Because I, I didn't want to fool myself. I needed the miracle. Again, honor the Lord with your possessions. Honor the Lord with your attitude. Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord with your life, your sacrifice. Honor the Lord how you treat your parents. We have a lady here that's worked for me since 1998, and her father is 96 and still serves them so much, more than most siblings would ever do it. I greatly admire her. And I tried to do the same with my parents before they died. But do we honor our parents? See? Do we honor them? That's something that we need to ask ourselves. Because we're talking about miracle stoppers. Offense is one. If we can't forgive, if we take offense just because somebody in authority tells us what to do, well, they have a right to tell you if, if they're your parent or if you work for them. If you don't like it, quit. Other than that, don't give them an attitude, just do it. Get corrected. Have a good attitude about it. Praise God, I'm going to do a better job. Right? Should be the attitude. I'll tell you what, that's my attitude. Because I need to move with anointing everywhere I go. I cannot allow anybody's attitude to affect me. I can't allow it. I want to move as a mover and a shaker. I want to see God move all through the world. I want a great awakening. And if somebody doesn't, that is their problem. Their prayers won't be answered. I believe in moving in miracles. We can move in miracles. Biblical stewardship is an indication that a person has a spirit of honor. For if a man would rob God, he would also be dishonorable to all men. Think about it. Why would we rob God? Because we're too selfish. If we're too selfish, can we treat other people right? No, we can't. We're too selfish. If we're too selfish, can we obey our employer? No, we can't. 
Behind their back, we cheat on our time and everything else. Or criticize. Don't ask your prayers to be answered if you're criticizing your employer. No, no, no. You've got a lot of repenting to do. Showing honor is a matter of respecting others at the level they deserve. All men deserve honor as human beings made in God's image. I honor my boy. Does that mean I won't correct my little son? No, but I, since I honor him, I will correct him. I won't abuse him. I'm not honoring him if I let him grow up wild. So that all of a sudden he can't be successful in life. He gets fired everything he tries to do because I never corrected him. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about proper correction. Do we honor people around us? Do you honor your children properly? Or do you let them run over you? If you let them run over you, maybe that's why your prayers aren't answered. Because if you honor God, you wouldn't let your children run over you. You would correct them when you need to correct them, even as an adult. Are, are we together, people? This is a live audience. Are you thinking what I'm saying? I hope so. Showing honor is a matter of respecting people at every area of their life. All men deserve honor as human beings made in God's image. The Bible tells us that some are more worthy of honor because of the level of responsibility they have been entrusted with. 1 Timothy 5, 17 through 18. We're supposed to honor those that have this responsibility for our soul to present it before God. As a pastor, I've, I've always been willing to talk to people over their issues and confront because I'm responsible to prevent their, present their soul to God. I honor God that way. I honor the person that way. Do you let a person just run into the ditch? Do you let your child just run out in the street and get killed? If you honor your position as a parent before God, you raise the child not to run in the street and get killed. Honor. Responsibility. Example. All soldiers deserve honor. But as generals, a general gets more respected than a private. He has greater responsibility. Usually, they have to work a lot harder. You say, you know, doctors, dentists, some of these professionals get more money than most people do. Well, they've also paid a high level of sacrifice to get that position and a lot of financial debt usually to get that degree. So when we take it all into consideration, they deserve the honor. There's a sacrifice that goes with it. There's a sacrifice. The degrees I got took sacrifice. This six-week trip took sacrifice. If Mickey Keith is watching, Reverend Keith, the president of the Independent Assemblies, he says, Dr. Hansen, I highly respect you. You're a year older than I am, and here you are going across the nation. I wouldn't want to do what you're doing, traveling six weeks, living out of a suitcase and hotel after hotel. But the call of God on your heart to wake up America... I respect. It takes sacrifice. I don't get a dime more whether I took that six weeks on a road 
living out of a suitcase, traveling 7,000 miles. Not a dime more in my paycheck than if I didn't do it at all. I'm trying to wake up the church so we save our freedoms. The bride of Christ doesn't come under persecution. The third area that stops miracles. Now, again, the title is Miracle Stoppers. Number one was offense. Number two is without honor. Number three is unbelief. The Bible plainly states that unbelief is evil in the sight of God. Especially after being a witness to his mighty power in operation. You know, I think Moses' unbelief was a sin before God. It was evil before God. And God got upset with Moses. God, I'm sure, gets upset with you and I at times. Unless you're just a saint and you do everything you're supposed to do. Which I know as your pastor, you don't. Now, if you get offended at that, oh my goodness, that's why you're not going to get your miracle. Number one, stopping your miracle is offense. <laughs> I know that there's times when God hasn't been happy with me. I haven't been perfect. I try to do the best I can, but sometimes I make mistakes like we all do. But unbelief is evil in the sight of God. He doesn't like it. Unbelief stops a miracle. Unbelief stops your faith. Well, I knew this would happen to you. As your faith is, it happened to you. I knew God wouldn't heal me here. Well, why are you speaking what the devil is telling? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, bring disease. You don't have to say things that is his agenda and battle plan. Don't speak that way. I will be healed. The word unbelief can be a result of ignorance of the facts, which is not a sin, but the evil unbelief is being unpersuadable due to hard-heartedness or being stiff Necked. You know, some people might have heard me say, you know, you're stiff-necked. You're just stubborn. Now, I don't want a show of hands. <laughs> See, this is my first week back after six weeks on the road. I'm having fun with my congregation here. <laughs> but unbelief. Jesus' power was blocked in the above passage because the people could not be persuaded to take him at his word. Regardless of all the miracles they had witnessed. His disciples at times did not take him at his word. The disciples only became powerful after he died and they tarried in Jerusalem until they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, which is God's power now flowing through you. But I'm sure the disciples... And many times were evil in God's sight because of their unbelief. I mean, you read in scriptures, who is this man? Who is this man? They criticized him when he was so calm in the, in the boat. And, and the wind and waves were there and they were ready to drown. And they were criticizing Jesus. He's sleeping. Can't you see we're drowning? Here's Jesus. <sighs> calm down, boys. It's going to be okay. I got it for you. Jesus was calm because he had no unbelief. He knew the wind and obeys, waves had to obey, and he knew he wasn't going to drown. He had a destiny. He had to go to Jerusalem and so the world could be forgiven. 
if they received him as Lord and Savior? Do you have a destiny? Hold on to your faith. Don't allow the devil to give you unbelief. Don't agree with that unbelief. The devil will always tempt you, but you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to agree with it. If I agreed with it, I wouldn't be sitting here today because about six times in my life, I should have died. The only way to overcome an evil heart of unbelief is full submission to Christ as Lord and acceptance of the Bible as the infallible word of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Study and listen to the word of God and we will be persuaded to believe that all that is written therein as the Holy Spirit brings illumination to the truth. Let us be aware of these faith destroyers, these faith stoppers, these miracle stoppers. Offense, dishonor, and unbelief. God wants us to operate in our full faith potential, which is great faith. Matthew 5, Matthew 8, Matthew 8, 5 through 11. And walk in the realm of miracles. Be a miracle walker, not a miracle stopper. May God richly bless you. I hope you see miracles in your life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.